Center Saturday night special, New England edition. We are out at Boston at Yard House, and this is presented by Northwest Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Washington Commanders. Again, we are in Boston, Beantown, at Yard House here at the Commanders Rally. Man, what a fun time you guys had. You guys have been here a long time, actually, man. You guys had fun? Long a lot time. of fun. You missed all the fun. Honestly. I did, I'm man. Gonna... My flight got in late. Yeah, well, you got to tell them to make you sure leave early. a little earlier. I got to fly in with y'all, man. Yeah, time. we came in on the first thing smoking. <laughs> you, you're not feeling like we're feeling right now. <laughs> well, well listen, I got plenty of time to catch up, man. And talking about the feeling, man, we are halfway through the season. Yeah. yeah. Week nine is crazy to think about, man. We've done this about this is our third time doing this now. Yeah. Yeah. We're halfway through the season. Y'all have been players before. Y'all been here before. What is going through y'all minds, man? Y'all bodies, y'all minds, y'all emotions. Halfway <laughs> through the season, B-Mitch, I'm going to start with you, man. It's, it can't be easy. Well, you know, it's not easy, but, you know, if you prepare yourself, and I think what happens, and Tanner probably agree with this, as you play more years, your body feels better and better even throughout the whole season. Wow. Right now, for the guys that are in their first year, possibly second year, they are struggling right now. Because mm. yeah. you, you look at training camp, preseason, and now they're at about the point that they would have played a whole season in college. Wow. You got eight games left, okay? <laughs> but basically, with the game coming up tomorrow, you have nine games left. Yeah. And I think the ultimate thing is that you got to try to overpower with your positive mentality the negative that is popping up. My body is hurting. I'm tired right now. We're sitting in a bad position that we don't want to be in. But if you're a veteran player, you understand that things can change. Yeah. Yeah. I got to keep pushing. We just had two of our top players leave, okay? And, hey, it could be me next time. Yeah. So I got to make sure I'm showing the, the team and everybody else out there looking. Yeah. Just in case something does happen mm-hmm. and I'm the guy. Yeah. And I still can play. So, I mean, but this is what sports is about. Yeah. It's not a regular job. Yeah. You know, some job, you get a job, you're there for the next 20, 30 years. You're not guaranteed to be here for the next day if you don't perform. Right. And that's why I love this sport so much because every damn day you are now going out there competing and being able to show where you are and see if you are still one of the top guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, he hit it dead on. I'm chopping wood. I'm not mm. thinking about how many more games I have. I'm not thinking about mm-hmm. how many games I just went through. I'm chopping wood. I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, whether we're having a successful season or not. And that's one of the things I love about this game and love about our season is that you have you have time to kind of rewrite the narrative. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Or write the narrative. Right, you know? Right. So when I look at what they're going on, you know, what, what's going on now with our team, man, look, I've been in those shoes where I sat in the locker room and saw a guy to leave out of those doors that I didn't expect. Wow. Yeah. And I've also been that guy that's sitting there saying to myself, like, I got to get my stuff together and yeah. make sure I'm not that guy that's getting traded away. But you got no control over that. So just like those guys who left, they had that was out of their control. But while they was here, they went out there and played some good football for us and gave us a chance to win each weekend. But, um, you know, as a player now, just looking at what, what transpired, I'm looking forward to this Sunday yeah. so I can go out there and make a statement and just show the team that while I'm here – and why we all should be thankful to be here. Right, for sure, man. And, you know, we're not going to bury the lead, right? Clearly, trade deadline, a lot of things changed. We traded Montez Sweat. Mm-hmm. We traded Chase Young. And you guys have been in those locker rooms during yeah. these moments. Y'all have made it through trade deadline after yeah. trade deadline after trade deadline. We have a lot of young players on the team, so b I'm going to start with you. How do our guys stay focused and move on from this? Because, I mean, it's crazy <laughs> to think, like, your team looks different a couple days before you <laughs> yeah. go out on that field. b man, how do they stay focused? I said something on the radio this week. And Tanner just said it. On my way here to this place, I saw on Instagram this guy said, man, you just changed my mindset. Mm. I said, 
control what you can control. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing that they can do. Yeah. All they can do is go out there and keep performing and showing what they are capable of. Mm -hmm. let's, let's be real. Montez was traded. He felt real bad. Today he's happy as hell. He got 24 million a year. Bag man. Okay, Chase was <laughs> traded to duck. another place. Chase is in a better position at this point yeah. on a team. Yeah. Great team. But will he go and follow it up and start to play better? Yeah. He can control that if he goes out there and just perform at right. a high level. Right. And if he stays healthy, but that's something he can't control right there. But ultimately, everybody on this team right now has to put their mind on doing what they are capable of doing at the highest level they can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They may be absolutely perfect, but may not be enough for this squad, mm -hmm. for the, the vision moving forward. Right, right. They may not be as good as they think they can be, yeah. but may be perfect for what this squad may want them to do going forward. So ultimately, for me, everybody has to approach this thing now as I only can control what I can control, and don't try to be more. Yeah. You know, we, we sometimes get in the point where we try to do more than we're capable of doing, and we end up screwing up. Yeah. Mm. So just do what you can do at your highest level. Make sure you know everything. Study. Yeah. Okay? Go over your, your, your different fundamentals to know when you hit the field, you're no longer thinking. You're just reacting. Yeah. And if they can do that, let's say you play football. Mm -hmm. The best football players will tell you, when you say, man, what were you thinking when this happened? They will tell you I wasn't. Yeah. Mm, I was just damn. doing what I, did, what I had to do. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's mm. key. I mean, uh, you know, one of the things I look at is just, Especially with this time of the year, you know what I mean? Like you said, we almost at that point where we got a certain amount of games to say that's this the halfway point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you look at it, well, this is week nine, so this is our halfway point. You should be playing some of your best football now. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's, right. getting, it's getting colder. You know, most of the time, if you have a great team, they find other ways to win from the ways that they showed the, showed the league already that, right. yeah. you know, how they won games. So you will hope that that's how we're trending right now, right. you know, defensively, offensively, special teams-wise. But uh, just to, you know, chime in a little bit more on just the whole, uh, I guess you can say what, what you know, what transpired with our guys, yeah. with, with two of our top guys in our D-line. Man, you don't look at that as a disappointment. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, more, most teams that you see that have an opportunity – you might not see those changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you look at where we at, you know, mm -hmm. new ownership, still a, a young team. You have not much draft capital. You have a lot of guys that we went out there and, and went on the line and, yeah. and picked. Yep. But when it comes to the future, where we stand with those guys? Can we afford all those guys? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and outside of those two guys we got rid of, it's other guys that's going to be up. Mm. So as a team, now you can really honestly see where their focus at. Right. When, when right. you make those moves, you're looking at them and saying, okay, I know a couple of more guys that deserve a check or two now because those yeah. guys are gone. Right, right. And, you know, when you make a move like that, you, got, you make that move because you know those guys, it's going to be more guys that's capable of filling those shoes. Yep, exactly. We got guys here already. We yep. got guys that we could probably possibly get in the draft. There's so many different opportunities out there. So when you could get a second pick for the Mont you know, for the Montez trade, and it's almost like a first-round pick. Right. When you could get that, whatever that pick was, the third, <laughs> fourth, I don't know what it was for Chase. But honestly, I feel like it still was a win-win because right. you get a guy like Chase, you done well by him. You, right. you, you brought him here as the second second overall pick, and then you let him go somewhere where he can honestly succeed yeah. and maybe yeah. be in a, maybe be fighting with us later on this year in the, for, you know, for a postseason run. Who knows? But you still went out there and made your team better. So yeah. that's how I look at the big picture. You know, I look at the big picture as that, man, we're really trying to now 
look at what's going to be there for us, you know, down the road yeah. instead of looking right now. Especially, like I said, people look at those trades and say, we're not trying to win. No, we are. We're trying right. to win. We, yeah. we, we've been here before. Yeah. But we also have to think about what's best for us yeah. going forward. If we let these guys play out throughout this whole year and then we lose them next year because we don't have the money and we're not going to re-sign them, then we get nothing for exactly. them. You know exactly. Exactly. Think about exactly. it. 18, Jonathan, 18-19. you're looking at um, you're looking at, at, at Duran. When you come again, 24 now, Montez has gotten. Mm -hmm. I, when they were drafting all of them, I said we better do it quickly because right. we won't be able to afford right. all of them. And we weren't. So now you look at the fact James Smith, Casey Tuhill, guys who've shown they can play. Mm -hmm. What if John's game ups mm -hmm. even more? Right. Duran's up. You you also have KJ Henry. You have young Andre Jones Jr. Yep, yep. If those guys start playing at a better level at a lower price, yeah. nice. that's when your team really goes. Yeah. You cannot spend over a hundred million dollars on four people yeah. on the D line. Yeah. I don't give a damn what you think about first round, whatever. You can't spend it because you have to build a team overall. And you may have to drop a little talent somewhere, but as Jack Del Rio said. Can't believe I'm quoting Jack Darrell. <laughs> we have to hunt as a team. As a pack. Yeah, as a pack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when you hunt, as, and many people don't know what he's talking about, I watch film. I know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. And when you begin to figure that out, you find out sometimes less talent at certain individual positions still make you better as an overall team. Yep. Mm, yeah. Don't make sense to people, but I guarantee you, Keep paying attention, you might see something. And, yeah. and Tanner, you kind of alluded to this a little bit. You said, like, when you see these top guys like a Sweat and a Chase get traded, you immediately think, oh, my gosh, the season's over, right? Yeah. That's what fans think. That's what fans yeah. are concerned about. You've been a player in that locker mm -hmm. room. You understand, do players get that feeling? Do players' confidence waver a little bit when they see this? Or is it just business as usual? Man, it's business as usual. First of all, <laughs> your job is now at state. Yeah, yeah, you look at, you look at <laughs> it like, I have to go out here and do and play my best because I don't want to be in those shoes. But trust me, those shoes are not saying that, that those are bad shoes to be in because right. honestly, like I said, it works out for both of those guys. True, you get a guy true. in Chase that can go elsewhere and 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 you know and really probably play at his best right. because now he's around other guys. I think here, Chase was that guy. Even even around the, the great talent we had on that D-line, we was looking for Chase yeah, to for make sure. something happen more for than sure. everybody else. Yep. So then you get a guy like Tez, he wants to be paid. Now he went and got paid. He's Man. paid now, yeah. right now. Hey, it might not be the place he want to be at, but hey, at the end of the day, he secured the bag for his family. Money for talks. There you go. And you never know what may happen in Chicago with those first two picks in the next, you know, next um, draft in the first round. So, right. yeah, but guys, honestly, bro, I'm going to be real with you. And, I, and, and B. Michigan um, basically, um, you know, backed me up on this. As a player, you got too much responsibility to worry about what happened with that guy? Yeah, like don't get me sure. wrong, I might have an effect. Like, damn, I ain't want to see him go. But now I got to be on my P's and Q's. You know what I'm Now I have to go out and handle my job. And I tell the time and time again, like we, we've been around here for years, where it's been a lot of turmoil, and and you hear stuff about the owner, you're hearing stuff about you name it, all the all the different you know uh, stuff been going on in Congress and stuff with our yeah. team. Yeah. And the, and the first thing the media asks is, is it a distraction? No. But you know why? Because I have to find a way to, to go out there and play my best regardless right. of what's going on no around me because I can't around. let that right. affect me and my play. Because if I let that, if I allow that to affect me and my play, then I don't deserve to be here right. or nowhere else playing right. in this game. So right. um, that's how I look at it. And I, th I feel like every man in that locker room understands the business. 
understand that those guys was taken care of and understand now it's just time for me to go out here and continue to put, you know, put in good stuff on film yeah. so I can make ourselves, whatever I can do to make this team better, they have to go out there and do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, fellas, we're going to talk a lot about this defensive line. We're going to talk a lot about this offense. We're going to talk a lot about this matchup against the Patriots. However, it's not every day somebody like Meeks is sitting between two legends that have been here and done this before. Mm -hmm. Y'all been in New England. Y'all played the Patriots, right? What first thing comes to mind when you think about playing the New England Patriots? Because... Beamish on your back end, Tom Brady was really starting to take over. Santana, yeah. almost your whole career, Tom Brady was really becoming a man. So let's talk about those and those memories y'all have being players out here. Well, I, I have many thoughts. I think um, finally, the coldest place I've ever played was here. <laughs> yeah. uh, the last time they were beat up here by a team from Washington, I was on a team. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but then you start to think about that run that they went on. And... Listen, I, I want to tell you, so many people hate it on them. I'm like, when a team can be on that long of a run, yeah. you have to figure out what the hell are they doing, <laughs> and you have to respect it. Yeah. So I don't, the, the, the argument that pops up, is it Brady or is it Belichick? I don't give a damn. The Patriots were in the Super Bowl yeah. very often. Yes. And I think when you look at that, I always, what I go is like, what could I have done with my teams mm -hmm. to get us to be as successful as they were. Mm. You know, and now that I'm away from it and Tom is gone and Bill is down by himself, you begin to wonder now, was it the player more than the coach? Mm. Okay? <laughs> and how can the coach save his reputation in a wow. sense? Because Tom left here, went 1-1. One, one, yeah. He basically rolled off in the sunset. Yeah. He did. Bill is still here. Yeah. And, yep. But the thing about Bill, Bill gives offenses problems. Yeah, yeah. You know, All so day. in the overall thing, I would say when you came to New England, you knew you were going to be in a battle because yeah. mm. they knew you as well as you knew yourself. And I say that about everybody. If you're, if you're watching film of your other team that you're about to play, but you never watch any film on yourself mm -hmm. to see what you're giving out to the team, you're going to lose. Yeah. Mm. So this dude made sure – I had Kevin Falk on the uh, show this week, and Kevin Falk talked about how – He'll walk up to you as an offensive player and ask you what's the key for their defense to watch. Mm -hmm. You probably wouldn't know the answer on another right. team. Yeah. On the Patriots team, you damn sure knew the answer. Yeah. Wow. Because he wanted everybody to be students of the game and into it. So for what I, I would say is coaches can learn from Bill Belichick. Teams can learn from the New England Patriots. And individuals can learn from Tom Brady. Because yeah. mm -hmm. as bad as he was, showed up first, left late. Yeah. yeah. I have many uh, memories of just, you know, you know, one, I got drafted to the New York Jets. Yeah. And that year that I was uh, a part of the New York Jets, my rookie year, was the year. My, my team was the team that knocked Drew Bledsoe out. Wow. You know, Mo Lewis was the linebacker. It's that, fault yeah, that it, exactly. Oh, Look, I think about it all the time. Like, damn, the Jets. We're the, we're the reason why Tom Brady was able to just crazy. make his stamp and, and stamp his legacy. But, um, yeah, my team was the team that knocked uh, Drew Bledsoe out and Tom you know, forever became the, that year he yeah. won the championship. But also, I look back at that year, too. I was hurt that game, so I didn't even travel. But I was home watching that game in New York. And later on, after I got healthy, some of my best games was against New England. You mm. know, my first catch I ever caught in the NFL was against the New England Patriots. I caught a bomb. That's a crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my biggest games, one of the games that stamped and gave my other teammates the approval of me was up here in Foxborough 
Uh, Mo Lewis, man, I talk about Mo Lewis so much. He don't even know how much he meant to my career. Wow. Mo Lewis, I don't know if he was pulling my leg or just pressuring me as a youngster. He always used to tell me this thing, um, so they say. Like, when he see me, he walked down the hall, so they say. And, and that, it bothered the, the you-know-what out of me. You know, like, I wanted to really do something to him at times. And Marvin Jones, being a linebacker with him, he used to look at him and be like, hey, man, Kara City, get right, man. He just want to see you play. And I was hurt, so I couldn't play. I couldn't show yeah. them nothing. And he was like, they say he was fast, so they say. They say he would do that, so they – and, like, it bothered me. And I remember I had just got back healthy, started playing. Like I said, I had a catch against them at home. That, that was my first ever catch. I caught two balls my rookie season against um, New England. But going forward, uh, the next year, I had a high ankle sprain coming into a game here in Foxborough. And they wanted me to play. And I didn't think I could play. And Marvin was like, hey, man, we got we ways to get you ready. Just rest this week and by Sunday, we're going to get you right. And Mo and I was looking at Mo like, here he go again. So but I, I, was, I was almost pressured to say, all right, you know, I'm going to do what you guys do. And I did it. And I, I went out there, had the most punt return yardage for a New York Jet that year, that game, and then scored on offense. And I had, and we won that game. It was a cold, it was cold as crap. It was a night game. And I remember Marvin looking at me like, you know, and we yeah, family. But yeah. Mo looked at me like, you all right. I, I, you know, I saw <laughs> I saw what I've been wanting to see. And from that moment on, as a player, as a yeah. young player, it did a lot for me, my confidence and everything. So those are many memories that I have of playing against the Patriots and just some of the great matchups. But when you talk about Belichick, man, I mean, this guy here, yeah, I understand how this league is. I understand yeah. what people might say. But I think if, if, you, if you watch what's going on here in New England, what it proves to me more than anything, regardless of the whole Tom Brady and Belichick thing, it proves that it's hard to have a franchise quarterback. Yes. It's hard to win without a franchise quarterback. It is. And you can have as many quarterbacks as you want, but if you don't have that guy, you're not going to be successful. Mm -hmm. and, and you look at some of the things that Belichick is doing, he's still successful. He's winning games. He's playing tough games, meaningful games against some of the top teams. But the one thing that Tom Brady did for him is, is, is put him over the curb a little bit, put him over the, you know, that hump when it came to critical situations of making plays yeah. and putting his team in scoring drive to where he can seal it with a field goal or seal it with a defensive play. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right, right. So that's some of the things that shows me and that gives me the proof of what we've been saying for so many years playing this game, that if you don't have the quarterback, you can't win. So yeah. why y'all ask those hard questions about what's up with the team? And if you don't have a quarterback, half of the time, that's the answer. Yeah. And, and I think all in all, you need a team. Yeah. Yes. That too. Yeah. You know, you look at the seasons and the Super Bowls and some of the playoff games that Tom played. Yeah. Tom didn't play great. Oh, yeah. yeah. The defense won the game. And special yeah. teams. Yep. Vinatieri hits a key. Two Hall of Fame kickers, right? You, know, you start seeing all that stuff. And I think ultimately what it proves is even having a franchise quarterback, you better damn well build a team probably to have people in other positions. Yeah. yeah. And as we go forward with this commanders football team, we better understand. We drafted all of those defensive players and the defense didn't get to where we expected them to. Yeah. yeah. And now that two are gone, who to say that they can't reach what we expected yep. then? Mm. And ultimately, as we go forward, we better build a team. Yeah. And that team means offense, defense, special teams. Mm -hmm. And I said special teams. And also remember, the coaching staff must mm. be intact yeah. to make the right decisions and play the right people mm. for the right reasons. Yeah. Yep. So as we go forward, you have to understand, when you go to build a house, if you got a great framer, 
but your person putting everything on the outside and your roof is garbage, yeah. your damn house is going to be garbage. Mm. You got to have a full team. Yeah. So moving forward, we need to have a full team no matter what it is. Yeah. And that's the only way we're going to get to the point that we think we should be. And to your point about how important it is to have a franchise quarterback. Yeah. The Patriots and Bill Belichick during his era have only been two and six or worse twice. That's and this almost year, 20 years, right? And yeah. Yes. That's this year and Tom Brady's rookie year where he only threw three passes. Yeah. So that shows you yeah. how great having a franchise quarterback, what that can do for your team. And now let's look at these quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Because two very different situations. Patriots have Matt Jones. Well, now they're like, oh, I don't know if this is our guy, right? Like he's looking a little shaky. Mm -hmm. Then we have a guy like Sam Howell who fans are wondering, is this our franchise guy? Yeah. He shows improvement. Is this our guy? Two very different positions for teams to be in. So let's talk about Sam Howell first. Coming off a career game. Yeah. Shows improvement every time only got sacked once you know that means the world to us yeah. we're always yeah. talking about keeping them clean what have you seen from Sam Howell so far we are halfway through the season Beamish I'm gonna start with well, you well I've seen ups and I've seen downs I mean I can't say he's the guy or he's not the guy yeah. I think he's been kind of in the middle he's been like a roller coaster ride to me yeah. to be honest with you and, and I like him I think I have seen some things that make me really want to go all in and I've seen some things that make me take pause mm. because let's, let's break it down you mentioned okay their quarterback okay <laughs> His first year, we say, oh, this guy's a guy. Yeah, Pro Bowl. Now yep, he's in his yep. second, third year, right? And what's happening now? Oh We're questioning him. Yep. This is what you got to understand. Don't get too caught up over one year. Yep. I've yes. always told guys, show me a game, cool, give me another one. Yeah. Once you show me a season, I need to see another one. Right. Okay? So whether Sam plays great enough this year, does that answer all the questions? No, it gives you a point to move to the next portion yeah. of this test. And if he does it next year, then you move to another portion. Mm -hmm. Then you start to feel good that I like his ups more than I do his downs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly what's happening right now in New, in New England where he was so good his first year, and then he started to fall off a little bit that they're still worried about how good he was his first year. Yes. So you don't know if the guy's a franchise guy. Peyton Manning threw as many interceptions as anybody in their first year, mm -hmm. his rookie season. Look what he became. Yeah. In his last year, they won a Super Bowl, and he was not good at all. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So fair. ultimately, we have to figure out a way to find that quarterback, and Sam could be that guy yeah. that makes less mistakes than he does great plays. Yeah. And I think so far, he's proven he has the capability of getting it done. But it don't happen in one year. Yeah. I don't care what anybody say. If they knew how to pick a star quarterback, Tom Brady wouldn't be the only one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's fair. And we talk about Mac Jones. Yes, he hasn't had a great season. However, his last two games, he's thrown two touchdowns or more. Yeah. And we know what he's capable of. We mm -hmm. see, like you said, he was a pro bowler. Yeah. What do you expect to see from Mac Jones tomorrow when we take them on? Well, I don't know what I'm going to see. I mean, Matt has kind of been like how what we've been seeing on our end with, you know, with Sam. So it's been an up and down year for him. But I also know that Matt is the first quarterback that this team – you know, the commanders is facing that's not a mobile quarterback. Fair. So I'm expecting our guys to pin their ears back. I care less about the two guys that we got yeah, rid of. Mm -hmm. There's other guys up, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about this down the road, the next man up mentality. But yeah. this is an opportunity for us to go out there and really eat. Now let's see how are we when it comes to having a guy that's going to be a pocket passer. Yeah. We also understand that Matt is second in picks right now. We also understand that Matt is not pushing the ball down the field more than 20 yards. So right. with all that being said, our DBs, that, that favors us in the secondary. That favors our guys to go out there and hunt, yep. to get him to, you know, be uncomfortable a little bit. So I'm expecting us to dictate a lot that what what Mac does tomorrow when yes. it comes to good or bad. 
and you know I care less about what he did before because at the end of the day we have to go out there and play him and, and off of what we saw up to this point as a team, yeah. as a defense, as a staff, as a coordinator, we should be able to affect him and make sure he doesn't have that same success. For sure. That's some of the things I've been wanting to see from our teams. Like every other team in the league watches us and say, okay, this is what they trouble with. So we're going to go out there and attack them. And, there you go. Right, yeah. and guess what happens? They're successful. Yeah. So why can't we be successful the same way of saying, okay, this is, a, this is a method that we need to use to attack this guy. You know he's not pushing the ball. Squat. Yeah. If you know that he can't get the ball downfield, squat. Mm -hmm. If you know he's not a guy that's going to get outside the pocket, rush him. Pin yeah. those ears back. Yeah. Bring blitzes. Show him different looks. Bring a hot guy here and there. Make him see if he on, if he on point with his hot reads. See, I, I don't think Matt's going to ever be the Matt that we saw rookie, his rookie season yeah. until they get Josh McDaniels back. And I'm pretty sure he'll be back soon. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not just well, throwing this out there. Because do. Trust he don't me, have a job now. He don't have a job now, but he got a home here. He does have a home. So yeah, yeah. I understand how they do things, and I think he's that whisperer from Matt. You know what I mean? He's yeah, been right. the best thing that he ever had. So I, I believe that he can be um, exceptional with, with, a, with a coach like that. But I care less, man. It's all about what we do. And I'm tired of not seeing us take advantage of opportunities like this. We yeah. need to tomorrow, and I think it's less me saying it and more for them do, those guys doing it. For sure, and you mentioned Mac Jones's shortcomings, right? His yeah. hardships that he's had this year. Yeah. And it's only going to get harder for him because he yeah. just lost his number one guy, Kendrick Bourne, yeah. out for the season. Juju Smith-Schuster and Demario Douglas will be starting for the Patriots. Combined, they have 34 catches total. Uh -huh. So these guys aren't getting a lot of action. They aren't getting a lot of touches. Well, Juju's Santa. still a guy you still have to worry He's about. He's still a guy you have yeah. to worry about. When you look at our secondary, how can our secondary capitalize off of this battered and bruised up wide receiver um, house that they have in New England? He's got to handle your business. I mean, um, I think one of the things that has been key to us when we have had success is we've been you know getting the pressure that we need up front right right you know uh when you, when you got a guy like juju he's capable so you can't take it for granted you know although he don't have enough he, he don't have the yards to really you know show for it i mean he's still a guy that you've seen play yeah you know some some good football for sure. so don't don't take him for granted and go out there and play your game but i think secondary wise man a lot of stuff that we that we do in the secondary is predicated on what we do up front because yeah. mm -hmm. we're not trying to put too much pressure on guys we're rushing for yeah. and we're saying that with, with, at, the, at, at one point this year we had four guys that we put a lot of money in that yeah. we said hey we're going we to be sure that those guys get home get yep. and it hasn't happened yeah. so what I would be doing going forward is just listening to what Dax I mean what uh, Del Rio said Del Rio said we were rush as a pack, as a unit. Yeah. And I remember it was a point of time when we didn't have Chase, when we didn't have Tez. Tez had a broken jaw and some family issues. Chase was still recovering. And guess what? Two Hill, played James well. Williams, yeah. all those boys was there. Abada, you name it. All those guys was there. Yeah. And they played like what Del Rio is confident in. And, and he wouldn't come out there on the limb and say that just to say it. He said it because he's seen it happen before. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to seeing if we can get that same kind of output from those guys and what they showed earlier in their careers when they had this opportunity. And I think this opportunity is a great chance for those guys to really kind of put a stake at where they want to, you know, do going forward in their career. Do you want to be here? Now's your chance to show that, hey, guess what? You ain't got to pay me chase money, but I'm a guy that you can count on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but honestly, man, I think that, you know, I just want to see those guys go out and handle their business because I believe in the secondary, we have a lot of capable guys that can go out there and cover a guy like Juju Smith. I think he's a guy that still can catch the ball well. He's not a guy that's going to beat you down the field 
speed demon or nothing like that. So I would put my best on him. I would put a guy like full on him, full of technique, sound. He's going to pick off anything yeah. that you you show him that he that he's read and saw on film. Right. And I would go with him with that. But I think still going forward, the things that we do up front will allow our guys in the back end to play much better. And Tanner mentioned this front four, B. Mitch. These guys don't run the ball very well either. The, Pat the Patriots don't run the ball well. I think they're averaging like 79 yards a game rushing the football. How does that benefit a defensive line that is missing some two key guys and has young guys stepping up and trying to come well, out and get the Well, it benefits you if, if uh, the Patriots just come out and just say, oh, we're going to just run the football. Mm -hmm. But I doubt if Bill, a Bill Belichick coach team is going to just come out and run the football. Yeah. We struggle stopping the pass. He's going to find out if we're going to work in unison. See if the pass rush is going to come there as a pack. And you're going to find out if the secondary is going to bite on double moves and things of that nature as they've done. Yeah. We sat together in uh, New York and we watched same guy run a double on double move and we're past uh, it was, uh, St. Juice St. both Juice, times. Yeah. And I think ultimately what Bill is going to say, okay, they are not good against the pass. Yeah. We're going to pass it here. But Bill is so smart mm -hmm. where he will set you up like he's going to run a pass and start running the football on you. Yep. Right. So we now, as a defensive line, as they say, we're going to rush as a pack. Yeah. Ain't going to just throw the ball 150 times. They're going to make you stop the run, too. Mm -hmm. So will you be able to get off of blocks, as I complained about earlier this year, to make sure you can stop them from running, too? Because if you're going to rush as a pack, and you haven't rushed, you haven't done that very well, mm -hmm. they are going to start trying to see if they can get that on you. And in the process, see if you're going to pay attention to the other stuff. So the, the, the whole narrative of doing what you can control, mm -hmm. that is yeah. going to be very, very prevalent tomorrow. Yes. The defensive back has to, backfield has to be fundamental in their stuff and have great communication. The front has to make sure that they're taking care of their business. Linebackers, if there's a running play, fill the damn gap and yeah. stop them. Yeah. Because this guy is going to make his defense, offense test our defense. Now flip it. Defensively, yeah, they're about to find out yes. if our young quarterback and this new revamped offensive line can handle the pressure, yes. can handle blitzes. Because when he's had his most trouble, he's been rushed and blitzed. Mm -hmm. They're going to find out that tomorrow. Yeah. And if he can pass that test, that's the one test I'm waiting for. Yeah, I saw last week where the ball was coming out quick, but they weren't really blitzing like talking about. Mm-hmm. They come out, they try this New York Giants type of blitz. Mm -hmm. Will he read it, deliver the ball, and, uh, instead of catching it and then take some more steps and then start to get out of there? Yeah. When you start to see that, then you know you got something on your hands. Mm. And Tana, B. Mitch mentioned the test, right? And if we hear you guys talking right now, this don't sound like it's just the Commanders versus the New England Patriots. It sounds like it's the Commanders against Bill Belichick <laughs> and that brain he has, right? Now, this is Sam Howell's first time going up against Possibly the greatest coach Eric Bieniemy yeah. said the same thing in his press yeah. conference. Yeah. Bill Belichick is going to find a way, and he's going to test you. Yeah. Not only Eric he's going to test, he's going to test Sam. Yeah. He's going to test some of them offensive linemen and see if they're going to make the right calls. Mm, yeah. He's going to test the damn receivers and see, do you know to run a break-off route right yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. Or do you know that we were just showing you something, window dressing, and then we backed out of it, mm. and you run that dump off, and we got somebody waiting in the – Passion lane. Mm. Yeah. He's going to figure it out. Yeah, and, and Tana, to his point, 
What does Sam, not only the commanders, but what does Sam have to do to pass this test that is Bill Belichick? Just play his game. I think one of the things that Brian just mentioned and that I was going to mention, who knows that Bill is even going to come out here and bliss us? He might show us an exotic look. <laughs> And have those guys rush forward and, and drop everybody back and say, guess what? They, they wasn't successful doing this either like, right. this year. Right. So I, I'm waiting for that, too. That banana in the tailpipe I always talk about. Yeah, yeah I got you. You, you, you. you fail for it every yeah, time. Yeah. Or that Hawaiian punch guy. You want a Hawaiian punch? Sure. <laughs> you, you know you got punched last time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say, sure. That's Bill, man. He's going to basically see what kind of games can he play with you. Yeah. And he knows he have a defense that's more than capable to go out there and affect the game. You saw every big game that he played this year, mm -hmm. they had a they had a, a hand in it. They was they was in it close enough. It was a play or two here and there offensively that they didn't make. That's the reason why they was out of those big games. This is a game that they look at and say, hey, this is the, this is this team handicap. Yeah. This young guy. And what he's known to do is make young guys look even younger. You know what I mean? He's gonna really tr truly test you and see if you're ready. Now last week one of the things that stood out that if y'all didn't see it, I saw it, you saw Sam have command enough to go out to the line of scrimmage and kind of check out of things. And yeah. I'm not sure if he was really – it could be dummy calls. Yeah. But I watched the patience in every play that he called when – I guess it was because the center was showing him things a little more quicker and, and he saw it uh, clear enough yeah. that he was able to go and do some of those things and he was taking advantage of those yeah. man looks, yeah. Yeah. hitting guys on slants. What if Bill come out and show him those same looks, knowing that, okay – this is what they're going to do. They're going to try to go and slant on us. Yep. Let's show them the same look and now be in that slant lane. You yeah, see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. to trust me. It's, it's, it's like playing chess, not checkers. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm going to be interested in, just watching to see the kind of games that he put, he brings. But I think also if you look at it, long as we understand that offensively, regardless of how we affect the game, right. whether it's in the pass or the run, we have to get out on a, a fast start. And what yeah, I mean by yeah, fast yeah, start yeah. is – we have to play ahead of the chains, play ahead of the, each down. If we get any positive yardage every down, then that gives us a chance to do some other things with our offense and not yeah. fall into that kind of that trap yeah. of allowing him to dictate what we do offensively. Yeah. A lot of the time when we watched us play in uh, New York, the reason why we were sitting there passing into the bull crap they was bringing us because we allowed them to dictate that yeah, kind of game. Sure. We allowed them to get ahead on us. So we don't allow that offensively. Every time we we have one of those games where we're controlling the clock, we're running it down, we're driving and 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 scoring, yeah. finishing. Yep. That gives our defense a chance to go out there and make stops. And right. now we don't have to fight and say well, now we got to one up them. Yeah. We can run the ball a little more, try to find strings here and there and stuff. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that we have one of those kind of games. Like I say, I'm I'm done with all this. What what we gonna do and what should we do? I want to see competitive football yes, throughout yep, the rest yep, of yep, these years. Yeah, yep. I mean, throughout the rest of this, this season. I'm talking about years. Yeah, years too. <laughs> but throughout the rest of this season, and the best team shall be victorious. Yes, you understand? Yeah. The best team that's suited, that, that went out there and withstand, withstood every test that the other team gave should be victory, should have victory. So yeah. I want to see our, our team be that because I think they're more than capable, but it's time for them to show us that kind of football going forward. And, and for all those keys to happen that you mentioned, a big part of that keeping Sam protected, keeping yeah. Sam safe, giving him time in that pocket. For, for the first time, we almost saw that last game, right, where we saw him get protected. Kind of a new offensive line. Beamish, you mentioned a little earlier. What do you expect to see from this offensive line? How can they improve on a, a really good game against a really tough defense? Well, by, by doing what they did last week and then building off of it, I think what we saw last week is that the O-line and Sam worked in unison. 
Yeah. When the O-line blocked well, he, he was able to hold it a little longer and go through his progression. When the O-line didn't block well, he got the hands, the ball out of his hand real yeah. quickly. Yeah. And, and when you're when you're having to not do that every play, mm -hmm. you know, you fall into a rhythm. And I think that's what happened last week, and we need to see the same thing mm -hmm. where that offensive line should look at it and say, you know what, we played okay last mm -hmm. week. Yeah. Let's step it up a little bit more. Yes. Yep. And I think what happens is people don't get it. Larson coming in, when he played before, they were 6-1 and one when he was uh, at the helm. Yep. Mm -hmm. May not have anything directly to do with him, but they played better offensively. Yeah. And most things start with the center making calls. Yeah. And you know, when the center makes a call, the quarterback is relaxed. Yeah. And now the quarterback can go through his stuff feeling comfortable. Mm -hmm. So that that one move may have been the move that we needed. Yeah. To where everything starts off in a comfortable level now where Sam is ultra comfortable. The offense now settles down mm -hmm. and you can get into a rhythm. Right. So like people we, we sit here and we always talk about receivers. Running backs, quarterbacks, defensive back, but I always say the games are won in the trenches. Yes. And the smartest people and the the most important people on the offense on the offense is the offensive line. Yeah. yeah. And when they made that little move to go to Larson, things seemed to change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For and, sure. Hey, I understand why they went and got yeah. games. Larson had injury issues at first. Yep. If he can stay healthy. That may be the answer right there. Yeah. And he talks about winning that battle in the trenches. We have Brian Robinson Jr. Talk about a trenches running back, right? Yeah. A guy that really gets in and puts his nose in it. Is this the game? Patriots defense is pretty good against the run, but is this yeah. the game where we see Brian Robinson Jr. bust back out and really get those rushing yards up? That's a great question, man. And I think, you know, like I alluded to before, I think when when we what we do offensively kind of will dictate how we run the ball. Yeah. I don't think we necessarily have to having a big effect in him just getting the ball handed off into his gut, but just getting him volumes regardless of touches. Yeah. You know, like last week, the reason why we was able to have those big runs because we had those guys guessing. Yes. They wasn't sure. pinning their ears back and saying, this is yeah. what they finna do. Yeah. They didn't know what was coming mm -hmm. because we had, we stayed ahead of the chains. We wasn't getting sacked. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if the play wasn't there, we was getting rid of the ball. And even when the play wasn't there, we was getting rid of the ball into the flats to somebody that can give us two or three, four or five yards. Yeah. So. Uh, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be predicated on how we play offensively, to see if we if we allow Robinson to go out there and do what he do. Right. I've still been waiting on that, and I don't. I don't think it's it's over or it's gonna be you know written in stone that we're not gonna have that kind of you know game plan come one day. Yeah. Because I feel like yeah. you need it at this time of the year, especially when things get cold and guys don't want to tackle and you know get late <laughs> in the, get late in the season when yeah, folks yeah, yeah. folks body start you know feeling it yeah you want to be at a pound and i think you know eb is doing a great job at what he has right now because he understand he has this opportunity that he yep. can do this yep. he has the quarterback and he has the receivers that he can trust in to pass the ball around the yard like that but i uh i'm hoping i don't know i don't know if it's going to be distance the game mm -hmm. but like i said before the offense of how we start and how productive we are yeah every series yeah. will allow us to have more effective yeah. runs. And I think the more opportunities you get anybody, that's the better opportunity or the better chances he'll have to break a few, um, I, like I, you I saw last the, week. The situation of the game will dictate it. Yeah. You know, get up by 14 or by 10 or by 20, and then you start running it. Yeah. Because this is what I think most of our fan base, even us, yeah. we forget. Yeah. When we were talking about coming into this season, we talked about Sam Howell throwing the football yep. yeah. <laughs> and Terry 
Jahan, Jahan yeah. and Curtis Samuel yeah. doing their thing with the yeah. other receiving core. Yes, yeah. sir. We basically talk more about the pass than the run. Yeah. What are they doing? They pass. They're going with what we call the Texas thing more than the run. Yeah. But ultimately, you have to win first, second down. Yeah. yeah. Then you can be able to dictate what you want to do. But if you lose first, second down, whether you run it mm-hmm. and lose, throw it and incomplete it, you got to throw the ball yeah. on third yeah. down. Yeah. And I think that's the ultimate. Like, I've heard people go, well, they threw the ball every first down. We won the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, they did great. They threw the ball at first down. We lost the game. That's an excuse. But when we yeah. won it, shut up. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That ain't the reason we lost. We, we, didn't, we didn't win the game. You got to understand, you can have that success mm-hmm. even though you're doing something that we don't think you should do. Yeah, and, and B-Mitch, he mentions, B-Mitch mentions the receivers, Tana. And we've seen Jahan get off last game. We've seen Curtis get multiple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. We know Terry's going to do his thing. Which receiver on this offense do you expect, do you predict, to get off the most tomorrow. Jamison man. Crowder. Oh, man. We no, saw Jamison I mean, get off. Hey, <laughs> hey, I mean, that's the guy who they probably might not going to expect. But, no, nah, I'm not. I'm just being real. Like, I think he's a veteran. But he knows them. He's a guy he's the that he's yeah, played he against these guys yeah. a couple of times in a, a year. Um, you saw last week. Yep. We had just had Jamison on the um, Players Club pod, and he talked about the opportunities that he was giving our offense on the special team side of things, but to see him go out there on the offensive side and see that he didn't miss a step from when we had him when he was winning 80, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was a pleasant sight, yeah. you know what I mean? And when you have a guy like Terry, when you have Jahan that has showed them, like, you, get, you keep matching me up one-on-one and yep. see what I do to your guys, yep. it's going to have to be, a you know, someone else got to play that role of being that guy. Yeah. Whether it's going to be, you know, Logan Thomas, or Jamison, once somebody's going to have to play a major role in the passing game, depending on what kind of coverage those yeah. other two guys get. And you never know. They might not even cover those guys with doubles or just let them go out and do their thing right. because they're so confident in what they can do, you know, pressure-wise. But I do believe, man, having a guy like Jamison, and I'm trust me, I'm not turning my back on Samuels. I believe Samuels is one of those threats that, you know, you, you rarely see in this league. Uh, only but so many teams have, yeah. you know, uh, Swiss Army knives like a Samuels. Uh, Curtis Samuels, but right now with Jamison being in the lineup and getting those opportunities, man, I'm confident that if those other guys see see a lot of coverage their way, yeah, he can take on that load. He can yeah. take on you know a responsible amount of targets and go out there and be productive. Yeah, and, and fellas, before we wrap, one of my favorite phrases in sports: "Next man up." Yeah, we talked about this defense. How we're missing two very very big guys. Who is the next man up on that defensive line that you feel is going to step up and make plays in the absence of Sweat and Young? Demish, I'll start with you. Well, I'm going to go with Casey Tuhill because I saw him do it already. Yeah. And I think we already seen Casey came in the game this year when when, uh, when on, um, Chase didn't play and he got yeah. two sacks. Yeah. So Casey Tuhill is a veteran player yeah. with a motor who understands the opportunity that he gets. Now, there may be some other guys step up and do their thing, but I have more confidence in him. And right behind him, James Smith. Two guys that are, guess what? They are playing for a contract deal, too. Yeah. They're like in their third, fourth year, fifth year, things like that. Way they can get paid some more money. Yep. People always think that it just elevates the guy in the first round with a rookie contract. Everybody wants more money. Yeah. So those two guys now are getting a chance to be out there all the time. Yeah. And then I'm looking at the young bucks. You know, K.J. Henry didn't play well in preseason. Now you got a chance. Yep. Yeah. Andre Jones, you were showing a lot. Then they kind of backed off of it a little bit. Come back and show what you showed in preseason. Yeah. So I, I just want to see it because I think everybody now, when although these moves were made, other guys were put in the position yeah. to have an opportunity to go and show 
this is what I'm about. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I'm with I'm with B. Mitch on that. I think the obvious would be to him. Yeah. Because he's. Yeah. You saw his motor. You saw how he gets out there, man. Like he got a sack last yeah. week, where. Hurst gave it to him because he ran him down. He didn't even know he was coming. Yeah. And Hurst slid, you know, <laughs> prematurely because he saw another guy coming. But Two Hill was right there because yep. he, he hustled backside yeah. and made that play. But I think it's going to be basically uh, um, that core of guys who get the opportunity. I think that's why you say, you know, we're going to go as a pack because it's going to be many guys filling that void of the two guys that left. And collectively, as a core, yeah. that D-line should play more efficient. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying because those guys are gone. I'm just saying because now the mindset of that D coordinator, he will be calling plays and such that now I can't just let those guys go eat by themselves. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. have to get guys chances individually to go out there and make a play. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is, yeah, you got a Casey Tuhill out there. He might say, hey, Casey, I need you to take one for the team and crash down so I can get Jonathan around you. And he yeah. get that stun in and he go out there and get the quarterback when the quarterback try to get, get on the outside because he yeah. see everything crash inside. Stuff like that. It's going to be different games that they're going to be able to play knowing where now we don't have the guy, the manpower that can go out there and affect the game individually. Yeah. We've got to do it as a core. So I think it's going to be a collective bargain kind of situation. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? All those guys together should mm -hmm. be able to equal to go out there and be effective, uh, you know, make effective moves and defend what we've been trying to do so much is, is put pressure on those quarterbacks. Yo, fellas. Tomorrow's definitely going to be an exciting game, man. Oh, Today's yeah. been exciting and fun. We're hanging out at Yard House on Boston, Massachusetts. That's right. We're getting ready for our Week 9 matchup against the New England Patriots. And, fellas, before I let you go, I need predictions. Mm. Me, Mitch, I'm going to start with you. Predictions for tomorrow, whether that's a score, whether that's a feeling, what is going to go down tomorrow? I have a feeling, and this is what everybody been asking me all week. Man, how the guys going to respond? My feeling is they're going to come out there and they're going to respond in a very, very good way. Yeah. Because, let's be real, the moves that were made were twofold. They were respectful to the guys they let go. Yep. Yeah. And they also are telling you we're working to make sure we're going to have future stuff to make this thing right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go along for the ride, yeah. you got to put in your show. Yep. And you got to put in your bid to say, I want to be a part of it. So I think these guys are going to come out here and play very, very hard. Because we've also, what I've heard was that, and also how good Bill Belichick is against the commanders. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a guy on that team, the way I react, he's going to get my absolute best. <laughs> and my guys, I'm going to drag them along with me. Yeah. And I believe there are guys on that team that think a little like me in that aspect. And I think ultimately they're going to come out there and play, play, play very hard. Listen, I can't tell you we're going to go out and beat them by 30. Can't say we're going to beat them by three. But what I want, if I see them going out there giving every damn thing that they yeah, have, yeah. I believe they're the better team this yeah. year, yes. and they should win the game, yeah. point blank. Agreed. Yeah, I think on paper when you look at it, man, you say you should almost think that that's a layup for us, you know what I mean, this game. But we've been in a situation before where the layup games haven't been a layup for us. Um, been like I, a little face of Shaq. Exactly. I, <laughs> I, I don't have a score in mind. I don't have us winning the game. But I, what I would tell you that I, that I want to see is those guys go out there and play the way they played last yeah. week. Um, can we put two games together in a row? You know, although we didn't win last week, but offensively, defensively, special teams-wise, we was in that game throughout the – we was had the lead of that game yeah. until we had that, that one costly turnover late in the game. So I want to see those guys, knowing that we're on the road, a lot of the stuff that, you know, you know plays a, a, big, a major role, a key role in having success on the road – 
was what we did last week by, you know, standing ahead of the chains, you know, con you know, possessing the football, you know, our defense getting off the field on third down. Our defense had some stuff that happened last week that I was just scratching my head about, you yeah. know. They stopped the tush push <laughs> on the goal line. <laughs> yeah, they did. They had a turnover. They got two turnovers yep. within the five-yard line. Like, stuff like that. This, that's, that plays a major role when you're on the road. Can we have those same kind of plays or that same kind of outcome? And if, if you ask me, if you play the way you played last week, if you have that kind of competitive edge, then the best team should be you. Yeah. But it's all about them going out there and doing it. Yeah. So I want to see that done. And if they do that, then it's no question in my mind they should come away, you know, victorious. And, and, and fellas, if I had a prediction, I'd have to predict that we're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow. We're going to yeah. have a lot of fun tomorrow. And we're having a lot of fun right now. We would love to stay with you all throughout this whole time, stay live with you guys. But I got a steak waiting for me. They got food waiting for them, too. <laughs> but you know what? If you miss us tonight, we will be back with you tomorrow. That is right. Command Center pregame and postgame live will be behind enemy lines. That's right. Us three, Brian Cobra Jr., Brian Mitchell, Santana Moss, we will be behind enemy lines at Gillespie. Bernie in Durant. Foxborough. <laughs> we will be out there giving you everything you need to know. And, of course, like I said, postgame, we will give you an analysis and player interviews after the game after we hopefully get this win. I am Brian Copeland Jr. This is Super Bowl champion Brian Mitchell. This is HNI Santana Moss and we are signing out. Shout out to Northwest Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Washington Commanders for footing the bill here and allowing us to be out here having a great time. Until we see y'all tomorrow morning, have a great night and we'll see you at, uh, we'll at pregame live. Thank you Northwest.